Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. This week, we're going to speak with Patricia Suave, a partner of Peach Properties, which owns and manages many urban buildings. Patricia is also an owner of several downtown area businesses herself. We're going to get both the landlord and proprietor perspective on the Tucson economic renaissance. Today is May 16th. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From May Mountain to U Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM and streaming on downtownradio.org. You can also head over to your app store and download the Downtown Radio app and uh, have us wherever you go. If you want to check out our past episodes, they are on lifealongthestreetcar.org. Our email address is contact at that same URL. We're on Facebook, and uh, our podcast is uh, anywhere where podcasts can be found, including by asking your smart speaker to play Life Along the Streetcar podcast. And we're going to start today's show with a reason to go inside and out in our beautiful Spring is in the air, and that traditionally means a booming time for our urban core. And although muted, we are seeing signs of life from our local businesses. The Saba Home Show returns next weekend to the Tucson Convention Center. And with safety precautions in place, they'll host over 300 vendors in the main hall. Now, for many, a visit to the Tucson Convention Center is going to be a new experience, even if they've been there before because the skyline of the TCC has changed now that the Doubletree Hotel has opened and a true uh, convention center hotel connected internally to the passageways exists and will provide an opportunity for lunch. There'll be a bar, coffee for those attending the home show, as well as a place for our out-of-town vendors to stay. They can just simply walk downstairs to their exhibits. Parking is going to be different, too, at the TCC. Saba has, again, offered free parking for those attending, and they can now use that new garage, which just recently opened, and, again, a new addition to the convention center. If you walk around the TCC, you're going to find those renovations underway to the Leo Rich Theater, the Tucson Music Hall, even the fountains that have laid empty for 10-plus years are starting to get a makeover. Continuing down that path, you might... Further explore the Flynn Apartments where the La Placita Village once stood. They are nearing completion. Going further into downtown, you're going to see lots of outdoor dining and drinking establishments. And uh, shopping is more prevalent in downtown than it's been in years past. Businesses have adapted and been working to responsibly and safely reopen And a long-term positive impact for visitors is taking shape. These outdoor cafes exist. These boutique shops are popping up all along Congress. And while you're down there, why don't you take the hike? The haiku hike. It's presented by the Downtown Tucson Partnership and the University of Arizona Poetry Center. It's the second annual haiku hike literary competition showcasing the 20 winning haiku poems and they're printed on this acrylic signage and are put it, uh, located in the planters along Congress Street and Stone Avenue. The signs provide a visual and cultural interest uh, throughout the spring season. Started back in March and they'll be available through uh, 
June 1st. So you can hike through downtown following the trail and, uh, again, get reacquainted with that Tucson's Urban Center. You can head over to the Downtown Tucson Partnerships website for information about visiting safely, how to follow along the haiku hike, and what businesses are open and what their hours are. And I think it's fitting that the 2021 theme for the haikus, living in the present moment. And our feature today is someone who is living in the present moment. We have the honor of speaking with Patricia Suave. She is a uh, iconic figure for some of us in downtown because she's involved with so many things. She is a business owner. She is a landlord. And uh, she is a board member of a couple of organizations like the Symphony. And her family has had an impact on the development of downtown. And we thought it was time to reach out to her and kind of get a sense of what the post-pandemic world might look like. So we talked to her by phone just a couple of days ago and got a sense of her perspective from the landlord side, but also the proprietor and the business owner side. And we're going to wrap up the interview with a nice, hopeful look at what's coming with the Tucson Symphony. Hello, my name is Patricia Schwabi. I'm a small business owner in downtown Tucson. Um, I'm a partner with my husband in a real estate development company, Peach Properties. And I also owned a restaurant, a wine shop, and a bar, Penka, Owls Club, and Pearly Baker Wine Shop. Um, so that's pretty much what I do in the downtown area. Well, that's, that's quite a bit. Every time there's a, a shift in uh, economics or uh, something that's happening with downtown, I know uh, us and other people reach out to you because you've got that perspective of a building owner with tenants as well as a business operator. So it's a unique perspective and uh, we, we rely heavily on that for kind of how things are going. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, you know, you and I spoke, I believe it was in 2018. There were lots of really cool things happening. And then somewhere along the line, we got hit with the pandemic and um, things shifted a little bit, um, but that didn't stop you from expanding with some of your uh, with some of your tenants, you, you you it didn't stop you. I mean, you have businesses coming into uh, existence in, in 2020. Yes, um, there were a couple different things that happened. There were there were um, in the real estate side. There were some businesses, as we all know, that they decided to to allow their staff to work from home. So we saw. Uh, office spaces not getting leased as much or people that were already renting from us they just decided not to come back to the buildings for a while to office from so uh, we had no idea how how that was going to continue to develop and it was really interesting to see that a, a lot many of skilled professions like hairdressers like a lot of the beauty related professions, uh, skincare, uh, massage therapists, uh, people that maybe had worked in larger operations decided to go on their own with their own license and their own spaces. So, so we shifted from the heavy retail rentals to services personal services beauty services um so that was really interesting i didn't know much about that industry so we have to learn pretty quickly about the needs for those tenants 
but there was a lot of people looking. There's still a lot of people looking to rent in those industries. There were other tenants that had to do with hospitality, restaurant bars, that they had to reinvent themselves, coffee shops. Um, most of our tenants, and I'm gonna say all of our tenants, were able to survive. Some grew, some uh, changed a lot the way they did business, but it's been, it's been a, uh, I think it's been a, uh, an eye-opening experience to see how individual businesses have re, re uh, um, how do you say that, reimagined themselves. I drove by uh, the old, I think it's the Firestone building there on 6th and 7th in the, in the gym that's there. They had moved their cycling class outside. So uh, it, I, that's something somewhat refreshing, right? You're, you're in a spin class, but you're, you know, normally stuck in a gym and they have it outside and under their covered patio and it was uh, uh, I think one of those reinventions, reimaginings you were talking about. Yes, yes, and it was them doing things like that and and people starting doing, you know, that to go, more to go than ever before and and then we were fortunate that the city and, and some of the other agencies were able to to see how patios would help so there was a lot of uh, interest in helping small businesses um, extend their premises so they could have patios so that was helpful for restaurants that was helpful for coffee shops bars and so that was kind of nice to see all these different groups trying to figure out ways to help small businesses so again we've been very um, we've been very busy trying to figure all these things out definitely the side that has been affected the most has been the office side. But again, other other groups and other industries have grown. Um, so it's all kind of balancing out. I think self-care, you, you talked about the massage, but you also have um, um, the CBD provider now in, uh, in 44, yeah. 44 Broadway, right? That, that, yes. That. Yes, and that was a retail space that we've had for a long time. And um, and we weren't quite sure what that space was going to look like, but these guys just had a nice, clean image of how they wanted to present the, the, the space. And and that's a mixed-use building where we have very high-end condominiums on the top floor and then nice offices, so we wanted to make sure it was the right tenant. And that's always part of the, I guess, my job to try to curate, if, I don't know if that's the right word, but try to imagine the best use for the spaces. and. Uh, and, and and the people that are renting from us make sure that, that they're gonna be able to work along with the other tenants or owners. And, and so we're trying this CBD store that the, the people that own it are really nice people. The product seems to be really well accepted. And and so that's been interesting and, and kind of fun at the same time. And then you go to the uh, to the end of that block to the to the east side and there's a, and this is your, your operation, but there's a wine shop. So we're, we're seeing a lot of self-care uh, and self-help opening up there. Yeah, <laughs> especially with the, with the wine, right? <laughs> you opened that in the pandemic. Was that, was that the plan or, I mean, did you have something Well, we had thought about it. We had thought about it. We had, we had applied, um, well, we had hired an architect. We had done the drawings. We had gone through health uh, department to make sure we could open it. And once the other operations that we had, the Owls Club and, and Penka were shut down, we just figured, well, people are still drinking and still buying and and we had the right license. So, so that was just um, 
just get encouragement to get it open because people can order online. They can pick up at the curb. curb. They can go inside, but it's not a place where there's a lot of people at the same time. So everybody always feels safe going in. Um, and now with all the apartments and more people moving in downtown, I think it's just a nice place for people to stroll down from their condos or their or, or they can walk from their neighborhood in in the Armory Park or the Barrio and 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 just grab a nice bottle of wine without having to get on a car. So I think that that was a I don't know it was just a good a good time and we had the plans to do it and that just pushed us to do it uh, right away. The news that I'm excited about is uh, after some delay, Panka is uh, back open, correct? Or opening soon? We're not open yet. Oh, we're no. not open yet. <laughs> but we're trying to open in the next week or so. We're doing like a full tasting of the menu again and getting everything uh, just to to the point like we want it to be and the staff trained. and So hopefully next week we'll be open. And again, we're super excited because we this is our first year, first summer in Tucson with a patio, but we're happy because I know people in Tucson, as soon as, as, soon as the sunset starts or the sun comes down, we like to enjoy the that dry heat of the summer <laughs> and and we'll be able to offer you know a cold margarita sangria all the different cocktails that we have and yeah, i yeah. think so, i i think it's going to be a wonderful place to sit down in the summer that patio yeah i was going to say sangria makes the uh, dry heat uh, much more enjoyable in my experience uh, i think so too <laughs> I am looking forward to some sangria, and I'm looking forward to the second half of our interview with Patricia Suave talking about some of the uh, development from the uh, global landlord perspective and a little information about the symphony. And I want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar, Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. Welcome back. We're going to finish up our interview about the Tucson Economic Renaissance featuring Patricia Suave. And uh, we're, this segment is m more about her perspective as a landlord and uh, property owner. So, you know, you have a different kind of pulse on, on development because you do have um, people that are looking for business, uh, but you also have a lot of, um, are looking for places to open their business, but you also have a lot of um, vacancy you know there's there's there are larger spaces like the chicago store and uh you know and some in that block and i know you're looking at uh so, some bigger names hopefully to come in there and i know you can't for confidentiality reasons talk about some of them specifically but can you give us a sense as to what types of businesses you're looking to attract into that block well the chicago store is not empty empty i mean that all the second floor is probably 14,000 square feet are rented for the l the new um uh, co-working space so the ground floor yes we're in, we are not leased on the ground floor but the second floor is fully uh, in operation and it's a beautiful space um, um, that that is now housing people coming to work downtown for the ground floor there's different plans um, the only thing I can say is that the plans are getting are getting uh, they are being combined with uh, development of the block 75 okay so the, the big uh, the big project just on the, the big project on the just to the 
yes, south, right, uh, right next to the alley to the south. So that is being part of the main, the bigger project. So, so, so one is going to go with the other one. Now, at the other end, we still have a restaurant operator. We still have. Um, uh, we have uh, Wooden Tooth is is opening a small record store this fall. Uh, we have a couple other retail operators at the other end of Congress, Congress and Scott. Mm -hmm. So there we have about 6,000 square feet pre-leased. And then you have batch and then you have, uh, you have 1055, you have batch. And then, and then the rest of the building is going east that's what is kind of the development of that is kind of combined with the development of 75 okay. broadway so we'll see some more of that hopefully some uh, some retail but and then on uh, you're saying so you already have on the the end there on scott you already have that pre-leased for uh, retail yes we have commitments okay. already uh-huh good good so we'll be excited to see as those uh, as those populate. What is your sense as we come out of this uh, pandemic? We get into the summer, and that's always a tough time. I, I'm hearing fall and spring are, are supposed to be, you know, uh, exciting times in Tucson. Or are you? Are you? Or Tucson's, Tucson Renaissance, right? I mean, everybody's going to be so happy. Uh, I I think the summer is going to be. I'm just waiting to see what happens this summer. I don't know. I think some days I feel like everybody is just going to is going to enjoy being in Tucson and is going to enjoy being out being outside in Tucson but there's always the people that have the, the the ability to leave the city and go visit other areas of the country or I don't know how much international travel will happen but so I don't know what's going to happen this summer I think there's as you know a lot of other restaurants that were open last year are not open this year in downtown tucson some are in in development like uh, the old uh, downtown kitchen has new owners and that's getting developed and poca cosa is not open and and riley's is getting ready to open but it's not open yet so there's still a lot of variants um but i think this home is going to be interesting i think whoever is open is going to do well because people are just happy to be out the people that are in tucson and they're just going to be happy to be able to enjoy a, a nice meal so i i feel like whoever is open this summer is going to do well maybe better than other summers and then when we're going to see that the biggest pop is definitely going to be like november december and and then through the spring of next year uh you know that that's what i'm hearing from others and hopefully that is the case because uh, when you start looking around downtown and you see some of the projects playing, you mentioned 75 Broadway, which, you know, we don't have really time to get into today, but that is a, you know, 20-some story building with retail on the bottom and, um, you know, mixed use throughout. But bringing that much retail along with a lot of the housing that will be uh, completed by uh, the end of the year, 2022, it does seem like we're going to have a lot more people living uh, and, and having more of a reason to come downtown besides just the, uh, you know, the arts and the food and drink that's been driving. Yeah. Uh, we haven't even said a word about the hotels. I mean, there's three hotels, four hotels. There's a hotel uh, in the Citizens Building that is like a wine-driven hotel mm -hmm. with San Rockener going in there. And then you have the Double Tree that opened already, and you have the the, the Hilton Brand Hotel across from the Cathedral. And then you have the just by the TCC, but on the other end by mm -hmm. the Placida. They're converting, they're converting part of the One South Church is being converted into That's right, to another that's hotel. right. There's so. gonna be more hotels. So I think everybody is, is hoping and believing that 
people that come and visit Tucson uh, have other interests besides golfing or kind of resort style experiences. So we need to be open in downtown Tucson to be able to offer those people something. There are galleries, the museums, the concert halls, the sports arena and the restaurants. We all need to be ready next fall to, to welcome all these all these guests that will be staying in those hotels. Uh, and on a somewhat different note, and if you it, didn't really think about this until you just brought up uh, uh, some of what you're discussing, uh, you're, are you still on the board for the symphony? I'm still on the board, and I don't know if I'm allowed to give any announcements, yeah. but there's some good and some ex, some new announcements coming up soon, <laughs> and which are exciting and. And yes, um, the symphony is, is coming back soon, um, this fall, we hope. And, uh, and I'm just excited for people to learn more about the symphony, get more involved, put it in your calendars, go to a concert. It's an experience that, that is like no other in Tucson. And we should learn to appreciate it and not take it for granted. Uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful experience to be able to go to a concert with, with a, um, with a direct music director that is just uh, a gift to our city. Um, uh, yeah. and, and people just need to know more about about the symphony for sure. We should we should uh, circle back and do a show specifically on that because if you even if you've been to the symphony with what Rianueva's invested in the convention center with the you know the upgrades to the music hall with uh, you know eventually you know they're underway to get the um, the plaza the redone, fountains and, mm -hmm. and then the Flynn building which will be completed here um, with uh, some uh, you know other maybe little cafes and retail. Uh, it's going to be a different experience going to a hockey game or going to the symphony than what you might have experienced even you know a couple of years ago. So we'll, maybe we'll circle back and, and do a, a more thorough show on 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 the symphony itself once you're able. to. We should, we should, and you should be able to interview our executive director and our music director and and maybe even some of the musicians. And and is, there's commitment to excellence. There's passion. There's just. Uh, I'm, I don't even know how to say how fortunate we are in Tucson for having the, the quality of, the, of a symphony that we have. And I know not everybody uh, thinks it's approachable, but once you go and see one of the concerts, even if you don't know anything about classical music, it touches you. It touches your soul, and and you just have a beautiful experience. And and then you walk out and. And you have a bunch of restaurants and bars, that, and it just makes our city just uh, even more rich um, because we have that, that, that part also to, to, to share and to enjoy. Well, Patricia, I really appreciate your time. This is, uh, you know, I, I think what we're hearing in general from those of you that are in the know is it's been tough. We're going to make it through. 2022 is going to be great. We just have to make sure we get there. Yeah, and I'm so proud of all the very resilient people of Tucson that have just uh, kept a good positive spirit through through it all. Through it all, and we're just here for the summer, and hopefully we get some monsoons, and and we'll be we'll be happy people. Well, monsoon, sangria, and summer nights in Tucson sounds like a great time downtown. <laughs> I think so too. Put it, Chisia, Thanks for your time, and uh, we'll talk with you very soon. Take care, Tom. Okay. Bye.
I love how these shows work out. They finish up an interview and we've already got the next one lined up. Well, I don't think we'll have the symphony next week, but we'll definitely reach out and uh, have a conversation with them. And I'm kind of uh, curious now to find out what information she was unable to share. Kind of a little cliffhanger. My name is Tom Heath. You're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. Well, you know, I invite you to head over to downtownradio.org and, and check out the website. It's uh, been redone recently. Lots of information about how to support the station, including how to get that merch that Mr. Ivan Smith was just telling you about there. But also a list of all the shows that we've got, the DJs, really good schedule information about the board. And remember, this is all volunteer run. So while you're there, click on that donate button and um, see if you can't help us out. Well, thank you again to uh, Patricia Suave talking about uh, economic development here in the urban core. And uh, look forward to more stories from her and uh, the Tucson Symphony. And if you have anything we should be covering, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org is our email address. You can hit us up on Facebook. And um, while you're over there, like our page and maybe share it around so we can spread more information about the hidden gems in our urban core. This is episode number 151. So there's lots of topics that have been covered and so many more. Well, we're going to leave you with music today from Peter Ronstadt. I thought this song was pretty appropriate. It is uh, from 2016. The song is called Falling Into Place. I think things are falling into place. Well, my name is Tom Heath. I hope you have a great week and tune in next Sunday for more Life along the streetcar.